Okay, so they aren't just disappearing into nowhere. <clears throat> Alright, so we know what it is now. Yeah, I'll stay at the inn and watch our stuff. We'll be back eventually. <laughs> Don't get into trouble, no drinking. <laughs> and then I... Welcome to Dice Therapy. Since you went last, mm -hmm. we'll start with you. Oh, okay. Stepping through the doorway, right. you feel a pull as if your body was violently thrown forward and then slammed to a sudden stop. Your eyes slowly adjust to your new environment, and you see a concave floor and ceiling in a spherical room. Covering the walls are heads of various animals, wolves, bears, birds, cats, foxes, as well as dwarves, elves, humans, and all other races. All of the faces are posed with open mouths facing the center of the room. Opposite you, on the far edge of the room, is a large wall of crystal, nearly opaque, but through it you can barely see another doorway. In the center of this concave floor is a large glyph. I feel like I need to go over to it and stand on top of it and see if it lights up if I'm standing on it. Stepping over yeah. to the large glyph? Let's, let's, I want to check and see if I know what it is, though. Okay. Let's get the glyph. That's Arcana, right? Mm-hmm. Twelve. This glyph is some sort of activation something. Alright, so let's go stand on top of it. <laughs> step, see what happens. <laughs> step into the glyph, roll me a d4. Three. Take three points of damage. Oh. As you feel energy from you wash out into this glyph that begins glowing, your cheek with your mark of the great wolf also flares to life, and all of the faces and all of the mouths begin screaming this concoctiony <laughs> of noise that threatens to deafen you. And stunned by it, your hands go. What did go, you do? <laughs> your hands go to your ears as this is just ringing and echoing through your mind. Um, so all the animal heads and stuff on the wall, mm -hmm. is there one of them that's a wolf? Several. Oh, well, there could just be one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to go check out whatever that thing was at okay. the other end. The opaque crystal see, wall. Yep. See what that is exactly. I was hoping I could just, you know, stand on the room and it would open the doorway, but obviously that didn't happen. You move forward <laughs> towards that crystal and it is solid, smooth, hard. Okay, how big is the noisy room? Um, we're gonna say 30 by 30 square. And the wall thing, is that, does that it's, seem magical or does it seem like just a finely crafted? It's a finely crafted piece of crystal, basically. And it's about 10 feet wide and 10 feet tall. Yeah, I thought about putting them all to sleep. <laughs> so, just to, just to go over the room again, it's, it's, it's concave, it's so it's like, it's like a, a bubble. Yeah. And the room was in the bottom. And then all these faces are lining the walls. And they're all just screaming at me and the deadheads on the wall, so I can't exactly compliment their screaming probably. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I got a new spell. I want to try Shatter. And it also affects uh, anything made of... Uh, that's a non-magical object that isn't being worn or carried also takes damage into the spell's area. So, how are you throwing this thundercrack? I mean, what, how do you see yourself casting the spell? So, I think I'm going to do like a loud snap. Okay. It's going to like. So, go ahead and roll your damage. So, 3D. As you're adding to the noise in this room. 
Extra. And there's this loud crack, <laughs> and you see the crystal before you shake, and just the smallest little, barely visible. Okay, so I did something. <laughs> okay, it's just a little crack in the right. thing. It's not a big crack or anything, so I can't. And you know that casting the spell over and over and over and over would eventually do it, but you would be exhausted before yeah. it probably shattered it. Like, can I persuade the things on the wall to, like, make, make me louder? A, <laughs> make me check. Just seven. Yeah, it's just too loud to think. You just can't quite focus on hmm. what you need to do. They're all yelling at me. Let's look at the wolves. As you do that, you hear a single light can shape discord into harmony and create opportunity. Hmm. As you move up to the wolves, you see that the jaws are hinged. Oh. And as you move the jaw, it changes the pitch of the scream that's coming okay. out of the, the wolf's mouth. Alright, so can I go around and start closing mouth so it's all really high pitched? Make me a perform check as you're trying to get this to be the highest pitch you can. Fourteen. Seeing cracks start to... in the crystal. And only d4. Two. Take two points of damage as this sound is just ringing in your head and starting to dig in and biting pain as it just becomes more and more high-pitched. Maybe one more formal. Ten. Yeah. You now have all these keyed into this high-pitched C above C, and the, the crystal just shatters. Yay! Something happened. <laughs> and the doorway that was on the other side, that curved alcove, starts shimmering in this metallic pattern that you've seen before on the doorway that got you here. Okay. Walk up and touch it. Awesome. You stepped through a doorway and you found yourself in a large chamber, floor of still water, only broken by smooth stepping stones. The stepping stones lead deeper into this vast chamber of darkness. And the field is black, but it's dotted with these motes of light that seem to drift down from the ceiling. And they twist and turn around each other and spiral in some sort of large, almost pattern that you can't quite make out. The motes are reflected by the still water as you're stepping across the stones, moving deeper in, and it, it gives the illusion of walking across the night sky. Each step leads you closer to the center, and the four figures that you have been traveling with become evident by these motes of light as you move to the center of this chamber. Each figure seemingly aglow from a mark on their form, cheek, neck, arm, and standing in the center of the space, surrounded by a slowly spinning universe of light, a figure manifests and takes form. It floats before you. Delicate features are hinted through the face, but the entire form is a reflection of the spinning motes of light. You see yourself reflected in the shape, and gone is your equipment, your weapons, your clothing, and your flesh. You appear radiant composed of thousands of tiny motes. Glancing towards the others, they appear the same way, with the only variance in their form being a group of brighter motes forming 
on the mark or the sigil of a constellation on their body. My children, a voice echoes out, matronly, full of love. It gladdens me you have made it here to the echoes of your past so that you might prepare for your difficult future. You are each stronger than you know, for in your veins flows stardust. Each of you a light and power the darkness cannot overcome as long as your spirit holds true. You are the material incarnations of a star from a heavenly constellation linked with ancient magics. Each of you diverse in nature, but linked in a common goal, a common side in this coming conflict, the side of light, of life, of hope, a hope made manifest by the fate through the will of your individual patron stars. The Great Wolf. What is your name? My name is Lyra Starsung. The wolf's head howls, with the brightest star forming a gleam in the eye of the constellation. The wolf watches over when threat of starvation during cold, dark winter months happen, serving as a positive sign, devouring the old year and its woes, practical, down-to-earth, and highly protective of friends and allies. Because of this, you have a blessing of the patron star, mobile. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My children, together you will shine brighter than you can apart. Use your light to reveal your opponents and spread hope to the world. For against you, there are the host. As you are incarnations of the stars, they are incarnations of the darkness. When close, you will sense them and they you. Beware the corruption they spread, the misery they feed on. Their cold hearts of unlife will never be satisfied. The voice falters, as if strained, or in a slight pain, but it continues. My starborn, left here are the echoes of your past, memories and emotions of days gone by. Do not let this past define you, but use it to guide you. And the figure reaches up towards the motes of light, grabs one in its hand, and spins it towards and as it does, all the other motes can shift and follow suit. And these motes of light surround and join with your body and the motes of light that make you up and you grow stronger from it as this flood of emotions and memories and everything just washes over you. A past life, no, no, past lives of all this happening. Waves and waves of it, you can't focus on each individual one because each individual one would be like a drop of water and this ocean wave is hitting all at once overwhelmed but one memory does come to surface you're probably not going first <laughs> as wave of memory memories pour, pour over me one rises up through a rush of emotions I watch as memories of friends and allies sacrificing themselves flood through me and find myself lost in one particular memory. On a horse, I ride, trying to push as much speed from it as I can. A thick lather coats the dirt-crusted hide as I channel healing magics in an effort to push the animal's limits. 
The thrill of the hunt has overtaken me, and the excitement of dealing with a final threat equals my anger towards an enemy who caused me to lose so much. I crest a hill and barely have time to tug the reins and dodge as a dark ball of fire flies by my head and explodes behind me, sending showers of rocky soil everywhere. My horse stumbles and falls, throwing me forward. Instinctively, I roll, hand reaching for the hilt of my blade. Once my body connects with the ground, I kick hard and find myself on my feet, running toward my target, blade in hand. My prey has already started a ritual, one that I know to my very core must be stopped. I launch myself into melee, ready for a hard fight. The air burns and crackles with magics as the two of us dance in a pitched battle. Spell after spell, blow after blow, but fatigue has caught up to me. My footing slips, and my prey drives his venomous dagger deep into my side. I feel the poison course through my veins. It begins to burn me from the inside out. But that moment of my foe's perceived victory grants me a needed opening. With the rest of my remaining might, I swing my blade, sending his head flying one way and his body falling the other. I look upon the sword in my hand, its blade a field of stars that gives my soul comfort, but my weary body falters and I collapse to a knee. I know I don't have long, but it is done. Now I can rest. The cycle is complete. Are you okay? Get me to the temple, my vision already beginning to blur from the poison. Sure thing, Starkweather. Sure thing. My children, each of you bear scars from your past, each of you bear pain, but know each of you are more than the total of your scars. Now go. I will buy you some time and grant you aid when I can. But remember, when things seem darkness, that is when stars shine brightest. Figure embraces you, and there is a rush as you feel yourself move through space And you're standing in an empty chamber with the doorway out to a spiral staircase that you recognize as a spiral staircase you came down to get into where you're at. If you enjoyed this podcast, please tell your friends, leave us a tip, or give us a comment. We would love to hear from you. DiceTherapyAP.Pinecast.co